Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a really good day today. A lot happened today. It was kind of a mirror image of yesterday. We'll take this, uh, we'll take today's actually much more so than yesterday's. And I've got some theories on that actually uh, uh, backed up in a lot of uh, technical analysis that I think explains what's happening here and why the lows are in. Uh, and we've got some work ahead of us to do, but I think that's going to be uh, to the upside and it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a lot better than it's been so far this year. We're down about 10% in the SP 500. At least we were kept going into today. And of course, about 14, 15% for NASDAQ. Uh, of course, NASDAQ did fall 22%. So had a bear market, uh, listen, uh, you know, according to the official statistics. Uh, so we got that out of the way, right? Um, and we had a correction now. So you know, these are normal occurrences in, in bull markets. Um, also, Tyler's got some great info today. He's here with me. This is pretty interesting. The NASDAQ, to give you an idea how bad NASDAQ has been hit, I mean, we know, it's, we know it's been pretty bad, but the data really backs it up. The NASDAQ, the cumulative advanced decline line in NASDAQ, just put in a lower low, uh, worse readings than it even had during the depths, the very bottom of coronavirus insanity in March of 2020. So, you know, that was a, that was a collapse. That was a five-week collapse of, what, 37% or so. Well, we just went through worse. And um, I think that's telling because these don't happen all that often. You now we've had twice in two years, but after it happened, what what happened after it happened in March of 2020? That was it. That that was the lows. And I think that's the case here. Again, it's a stock pickers market. It's an ETF pickers market. You have to be a little more nimble. It's more volatile. But remember, the average Nasdaq stock went down 50 percent. Okay, that's brutal. That's brutal. And it's happening in the overall structural, the structural context of what is a structural bull market that has years to run. We're just entering year three of a new bull market. So, you know, um, these pullbacks are getting, uh, they seem to get worse and worse, don't they? They're just kind of brutal. But the one thing that happens out of all of them is they are buying opportunities. They just are. Uh, but again, a NASDAQ advanced decline line hit a new low. Also today, the put call ratio even with the big move higher that we had, the put call ratio today was above 0.90 afternoon. I think it closed at like 0.94. Again, a lot of people buying puts here. Let's talk about the markets first. Uh, specifically, Dow Jones today finishing up 596 points at 33,891. Again, just the opposite of what happened yesterday. Our winner today and our leader continues to be our leader, small caps. I think it's a very good sign. It shows the U.S. economy is in good shape. Rose 2000 up 2.5% today. Uh, right behind that was uh, SP 500 up 1.8%, up a big 80 points. And NASDAQ had a nice day today up 1.6%, up 219 points at 13,752. I shared this today with um, our options program members. I'll repeat it here with you as well. This again, this looks to be like the sell-off in coronavirus insanity. Um, you know, we had a war. <laughs> we had a, had a war, the old saying from my mentor, when the first shots are fired, you sell your hedges and you buy the markets. Most, most certainly, you buy tech stocks. Has that ever worked so far? But you look ahead now. If if the lows are in, and again, it looks like they, it looks like they are. The internals continue to improve. The leadership we're seeing, uh, even on bad days, the internals are just nowhere near as bad as they were last year. That's all in sign of improvement under the hood, and that's that's a that that's a positive setup. But we are still below the two hundred day moving averages, so that's that's the magnet that this market 
is moving back towards. We've got to get back to the 200-day moving averages. Here's where we are uh, as of uh, about an hour ago. Well, SP 500 is 1.6% below its 200-day moving average. That's one day, really. That, if, it goes up, if it goes up as much as it did today, it'll be back above it tomorrow. So it's not a lot. Dow Jones is 3% below its 200-day moving average. So if it has another day, pretty much like today, it'll be very close to it, right? NASDAQ is bigger. And this is, I think, where the opportunity is. Uh, NASDAQ is still below, 6.7% uh, uh, below its 200-day moving average. And Russ 2000 is 6.8% below. So those have some catch-up to do. I think that's what's going to happen here. That's where the value is. And then what we're going to have to do is judge and see what happens then. Because once we get back to the 200-day moving average, that is either going to act as resistance. In other words, we're going lower. Or we'll break back through the 200-day moving averages, and that will then become a support level. So let's get there first. Let's see if my theory is right on this being a magnet. That's very common, by the way. Get back to, to the 200 moving averages. Let's see what happens then. And I think we'll know. I think we'll know then from the same things we're looking at now. You know, we want to keep watching tech and, and the semis, okay? There, there is no better tell. Smart Money Hour, that's another great tell. It's been a fantastic tell. Again, very good day today. Uh, even yesterday was, a, was a, a positive Smart Money Hour. Um and the leadership groups, you know, the things that we, we care about most here. Uh, and I love the fact that small caps, again, are, are leading along with tech and semis. So these are all good setups, smart money hour, et cetera. Uh, it's the action the bulls want to see. Let's take a look today also at, uh, you know, I want to talk just for a second before I get to the internals uh, about what's going on. And uh, because I, th I think we have this, I think we have this wired. I really do. Uh, last night, uh, this Colonel uh, Doug... Um, McGregor was on Tucker Carlson, and he, he I'll just very quickly, he laid out what I believe is Putin's strategy. And I've, I've thought this for some time. He doesn't want to take all of Ukraine. That would be insanity. That'd be more like a U.S. move in Iraq. I had to rebuild it, you know, and all that, and spend uh, a couple decades there. That's not what Russians do. That's not their MO. He wants to take what he needs and then protect it, and then that's it. He's got to own it. And that's eastern Ukraine. So that, that's... That's, that's the most likely scenario as I see it. And that's how we've been playing it here. My question, though, for people that are so worked up about this that think we should, right now, we should go ahead and we should you know, keep sending uh, Ukraine all of these uh, billions and billions of dollars in, uh, in aid and weapons, uh, you know, uh, Ukraine, okay? You know what's about the country? You know, it's not a very honest country as far as the leadership goes. This is a very, very corrupt nation, and all of a sudden, we're besties with them. But um, my question for people that think Russia is so evil is this. What would the U.S. do? What would the U.S. do is it, if either in Mexico or Canada, Russia, China, or their allies, Iran, etc., uh, North Korea, what, what if Russia or China, one of their allies, built a military base? in Mexico or Canada, how would the U.S. react to that? What do you think would happen? You think they might, might be bombed back into the Stone Age? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But see, that's the question that they, 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 won't, they won't allow you to talk about. You won't hear it talk about on TV. No one's going to ask that question. But that is the Russia setup. That's what they're dealing with with Ukraine. They don't want NATO. 
They don't want NATO. Uh, they don't want uh, Ukraine to be a NATO-approved country, EU-approved country, because then NATO would be there. And, of course, the U.S., because we're allies then. So that's the obvious question, and I think it's why it's none of our business, to tell you the truth. Um, and also, you know, it's just a wag-the-dog situation. It just is. It's such a wag-the-dog. And, again, today, today the news break, breaks about uh, coronavirus, which nobody talks about anymore, because Vladimir Putin has murdered coronavirus. He's murdered it. It's, he's, just, he's ended it. And he also, by the way, has ghosted mask. If you, if you watched the State of the Union last night, they're gone. They're just like, poof. And he's also ghosted uh, eight rate, rate hikes. <laughs> All these, that's the kind of power that Vlad Putin has. And he's done Biden a whole lot of favors, hasn't he, by ending all of these. It's just, uh, that, is, that is why it's called Wag the Dog. You know, maybe there's not a relationship there. Maybe I'm overthinking it, right? Uh, I think, um, I'm not naive anymore. You know, maybe when I was younger I was, but not anymore. There's a direct uh, correlation here to what's happening, Wag the Dog. And that's not talking about this because the news out of England today is unbelievable. This is official government reporting. Nine out of ten people, and this is uh, from uh, this is over a, a, the last month, the last uh, month in England. Nine out of ten people that died from coronavirus were fully vaccinated. Nine out of ten. Now you would think that'd be pretty big news, but it's Russia, Russia, Russia now. Wag the dog. This is this is what it's all about, folks. Let's keep our, we want to keep our uh, our eyes on the ball here. Because this is where the money's be made, and uh, let's not uh, get let's not get uh, distracted by the propaganda, which is any it's everywhere. I've just I've never seen it quite this bad. Uh, but again, it reminds me very much of of the beginning, like about March April of uh, coronavirus, when it really started getting heavy. They started censoring people and saying what you couldn't couldn't say on TV and social media. That's we're getting into that now. They're starting to do that already. Okay, under the hood today, again, the internal is very good today. And we had uh, essentially uh, in the, uh, uh, excuse me, NASDAQ was, uh, was, was very strong today. Uh, two to one, advanced decline, and then better than two to one volume. So we love that. NYC was even better. NYC was three to one, an advanced decline in volume. This is an 82% up day, uh, better than four to one today. 82% up volume day for NYC. It means nothing Unless we can put another one, we can do another one tomorrow. If you get a back-to-back 80% upside volume day, according to the bullish thrust guys that do this stuff for, for a living, and that's not me, by the way, uh, but if you get back-to-back days of 80% up volume, uh, then that's a buy signal. So we'll, we'll, let's root for tomorrow. Let's root for tomorrow. But I think the pullback back we had yesterday is uh, indicative of a, of a shakeout. And kind of this could be, this could be from here, could be, could be straight up. This could be straight up from here. We know a couple things. We know the markets love Fed rate hikes. Again, we've talked about this here. You know, this is this. You don't hear a whole lot on TV, but I don't know why because it's only backed up by a lot of data. The markets love Fed rate hikes early on, especially at least the first three, four rate hikes minimum. Some big moves higher, 30 percent higher in the S P five hundred. And of course, what else loves Fed rate hikes is precious metals and miners. And again, you just would think it's the opposite. Because everybody always tells you that higher rates are the enemy of gold. The data does not back that up. Precious metals and miners love rate hikes, just like the market does. I'll take you back. Best, really, the best example I can give you. 
2004. The Fed started hiking rates. They hiked rates 17 straight times from 2004 to 2006. Gold, silver, miners soared. I mean, it's just like, like shot out of a cannon sword. And that marked the beginning of a massive bull market, okay? Uh, you know, talking four or 500% move higher. And I think that's where we are now. I think this is a cycle move higher, as we've been talking about here in precious metals and miners. And then basically, all commodities, these agricultural commodities, are just on fire. And that's a real problem for the Fed. So they're going to have to hike rates to deal with the inflation problem, a problem of their own making. Because inflation is always, it's always a currency inflation story. And it, very little else matters there. All right, in our commodity watch today, we had, uh, I'm sorry, let's cut, uh, sector watch. Of our 11 SP 100 sectors, we had all 11 finish high on the day, led to the upside by financials. Remember yesterday, they led to the downside. Financials up 2.5%, materials up 2.2%, and the energy up 2.2% as well. Again, oil was big, up big again today. Um, Tyler also pointed out that these uh, carbon credit ETFs are getting smoked, and they've been, you know, they've been, Pretty much leading, and they've been red hot, and now they're getting smoked. I think people realize that ESG and this, uh, this, uh, this global warming thing, uh, you know, it's just not working. It's just not. It's not. It's not going to work. It's not going to work unless you want oil at two hundred dollars a barrel. And I know people that believe it's going to go there. So, unless that's what you want, let's come back to sanity, people. Let's go back to the island of being sane, people, instead of a communist a strategy to destroy. The U.S. Uh, 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 oil and gas industry was shell, primarily shell gas drilling and fracking. And that was the play there from communists. Uh, hopefully people are waking up. Uh, in our commodity watch today, we had, again, it was uh, not a great day for gold, not a great day for uh, silver, good day for oil. We had of our uh, see, of uh, gold today was down $15 an ounce. Still has had a pretty good move at, at 1928. Silver down 50 cents an ounce at 2539. Copper Close higher on the day at four uh, sixty eight a pound, and that uh, it's only what is that? Put it about um, what is that? Ten percent away from all time high, getting pretty close. Uh, gold's of course less than that. Um, yeah, right at about eight percent away from all time high for copper. I think it blows through that as well. And the oil today get up eight dollars a barrel at one eleven forty five, highest price since two thousand eleven. Like what was happening in 2011? That's right, Obama. Obama was president. Uh, it's interesting what happens when Democrats are in office, huh? Oil prices scream higher. Uh, I guess the, the energy industry must love them. And finally for the day, Bitcoin, kind of quiet day today, down 42 right now at 43,808. Folks, as always, appreciate your listening. Come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.